Seriously, though, I always say, it's not necessarily evil that gets people suspicious. It's the appearance of evil. It's the appearance of a lack of transparency. And it's the appearance of being able to answer questions honestly that get politicians, athletes, coaches, everybody else in trouble. Right? So, in 2023, with all of the concerns about head injuries and all of the concerns about athletes and concussions and all of the concerns that we have about CTE and all of the other brain injuries that happen and all of what's going on with former NFL players, which, by the way, did you happen to see um, over the weekend Frank Wycheck, who was a tight end in probably like the two, early 2000s or whatever. He's my age, 52 years old. Died. 52 years old. And how did he die? He fell at his house and apparently hit his head. You know, he's a guy that's been in CTE. He's a guy that's had all kinds of brain problems and all kinds of, you know, head injury type stuff. Long, lingering, lasting effects. So you have to wonder, did he lose his balance? Did he sort of like pass out or have a you know mini stroke or something or what happened? But obviously, a, a healthy 52-year-old doesn't fall down and die, right, without some other thing. So... And we've, over the last 10 to 15 years, become very, very sensitive to head injury. Be it your kids' schools when they have to get, you know, a a physical for, you know, if they want to play a sport. If they want to play a sport and they get any kind of injury where they complain about having a headache or this or that and everything, they have to get cleared by a doctor that they don't have a concussion before they can go back because... It's such a sensitive thing. So this is all leading up to, if you watch the game Thursday night, T.J. Watt gets hit in the the head with a knee. And like the first play, he gets hit right in the face with a, you know, and and he basically, you know, falls down on the ground and looks like he's knocked out momentarily. They take him into the tent. Of course, then they take him back to the locker room for a while. But long story short, he comes back and plays. But when he comes back and plays, all of a sudden he's got this tinted uh, uh, visor on his face mask. Now, again, the Steelers have an incredible medical staff. They do. They're really good at what they do. They're professionals. And I don't know, you know, but to me, I find it very, very strange then he would come out with a with a tinted with a, with a tinted visor, unless he told somebody, "Listen, the lights are bothering my eyes," which I think is a pretty sure sign that you are at least in position uh, and a danger of having a concussion. And that right then and there should have been well. Guess what? You can't play because if there's any symptoms at all, and I've I've gone through this with with you know with my kids. 
when they played sport. If there's any symptom at all, you can't play. You can't get cleared. Period. So here's the thing that's kind of interesting. The next day, P.J. Watt is in the concussion protocol. Well, he came in, said he's having headaches. Okay, but he was wearing a dark visor last night. He was wearing a dark visor last night. So to me, if he's wearing a dark visor last night, okay, that tells me he probably told somebody that he wasn't feeling very good. Right? And so I feel like it's it's important to note that. Because that's really 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 at the at the heart of what the problem is. It really is. It's like one of these things where you you basically look at it and say, well if if that's the case, why didn't somebody why didn't somebody say so then we fast forward to today, and the only reason I bring this up is because I just saw this. Mike Tomlin was asked about it and claims he had no idea that T.J. Watt had a different tinted uh, uh, mask on. Now, again, I am not going to tell you know the, the doctors what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do. And obviously, they're the ones that examine them, Right. But I could live without coaches just basically flat out insulting our intelligence. So we're supposed to believe that Mike Tomlin had no idea his best player changed the face mask and had a tinted face mask on for the second half of the game or whatever. No idea at all. This is what we're being told, you know, Right from the podium. I, 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 I say it all the time, whether it's politicians, school presidents, athletic directors, coaches, whatever. I don't care if you don't want to give us information, but don't lie to us. Because when you lie to us, or when you tell us things that we know are probably false, then we don't trust much else of what you have to say. And this case, to me, is silly. I mean, you could say basically, yeah, he wanted a different face mask. Next question. But don't say, oh, I had no idea. This is the first I've known about it. It's like, wait, wait a minute. So let me see if I understand this correctly. When it came out that he was in concussion protocol, which would have been Friday or Saturday morning, I think it was Friday afternoon or Saturday, whatever. There were social media exploded with, hey, you know, it's, I kind of thought it was weird that he had a tinted face mask on. So for three days, this is what's been the discussion about social media. Now you might say, but Paul, Mike Tomlin doesn't, he's not watching social media. He doesn't read Twitter. He doesn't know what's going on, which might be true. However, there's no chance, and Bert, 
Lauten, for instance, who is the uh, PR guy for the Steelers, is one of the best. And we, I mean, we're really blessed in this town. We've got uh, some of the best, the absolute best PR people for the teams that we cover here. And Bert is a gold standard. He's unbelievable. So there's no chance in hell that Bert Lauten allowed Mike Tomlin to walk into the press conference today without saying to him, Mike, just so you know, you might get a question about T.J. Watt's face mask. There's no chance in hell that didn't happen. Because that's what they do. That's what good PR people do. Good, good PR people really follow social media. They follow they follow what's going on, what's this discussion going on, this and that and everything. And then whoever they are representing, whether it's the mayor, whether it's the governor, whether it's a football coach, before the press conference begins, they say, listen, this is what's being talked about. This is what's being talked about. This is what's being talked about. And if they're really good, if they're really good, they might even say, this is how we should answer. You know what I mean? This is how we should answer it. And, you know, the, 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 the guy in the Pitt Athletic Department, E.J. Borghetti, is another unbelievable PR person who has saved many of coaches from themselves by saying, this is how we want to answer it. Right? And there'd be times when I would be doing interviews with certain coaches who... I knew were kind of meatheads, could not come up with an intelligent answer like this on their own. After the press conference, I would go to EJ and say, well, that was a pretty good answer you gave right there. Anyway, so there's no way, in ch- there's no chance Mike Tomlin walked into this press conference and didn't know that his best player changed the face mask and had a visor on. No way. 